Welcome in the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for finding us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Spotify, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. We're also on Dash Radio. Download the Dash Radio app for free. Search for Nothing But Net. We're there every single day at 7 p.m. That's every single weekday. Also, the Five Reasons YouTube channel, getting close to 12,000 subscribers. Royal Shepherd hosting the post-up show there tonight. We've got plenty of programming on all week long, including five reasons to bet. Make sure you check that out. We do that every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Jim Rodriguez has been on a big-time run of late. Also, the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. That includes Best Ever. Check it out at bstevr.com. This is where you can simulate just about anything in the NFL. It is free. You can simulate old teams against new teams. You can play old Dolphins teams against new Dolphins teams, for instance. You can play like last year's Dolphins against what this year's Dolphins are going to look like, just sort of feeding in players that were signed in free agency. So lots of cool stuff that you can do there at best ever. Again, it's bstevr.com. We're telling you to get on board because we're going to start running some NBA simulations on there here pretty soon. So make sure that you check that out. Again, it's bstevr.com for all your simulations. It's a really cool thing, and we do it on the YouTube channel as well. And now... Tonight's episode. One, two, three, four, five on the floor. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alex Toledo and Greg Sylvander, part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on five on the floor. Here's today's floor plan. Really good win for the Miami Heat to start their road trip. All of sort of the uncertainty over Victor Oladipo. And we'll get to that a little bit later for those of you who didn't see us on Twitter or watch the before four pregame show. What were you thinking? Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. But the Heat win 107 to 98. Portland made it a little bit closer in the fourth, but the Heat dominated the middle two quarters, 64 to 40 in this game. Jimmy Butler with 20 points, four rebounds, five assists, four steals, and two blocks. We're going to focus a lot on him. Bam out of bio, 22 points, just three rebounds, two assists, two steals. Uh, but he was tremendous. Kendrick Nunn filling in for Oladipo, 15 points, three rebounds, four assists. Duncan Robinson had four threes. Tyler Hero off the bench played really well, I thought. 14 points, seven rebounds three assists and a couple of steals on six of 11 shooting and Miami pretty much held the backcourt uh, in check here for the Blazers. Lillard and McCollum a combined 10 of 28 from the field, 29 points between them. Really only Enos, Enos Cantor uh, and Norm Powell really hurt them much in this game. Uh, I'll start with you here, Alex, on this. You know, we talked a lot about sort of the Oladipo thing and what he had been providing um, I don't want to. I don't want to make too much of Kendrick now, although I thought he played well tonight. But really, what had to happen was the Heat's, you know, big two, and then somebody else play well for them. And I thought between Bam, Jimmy, and Hero, they got plenty tonight. Absolutely, everything that you would want to see uh, from a team responding to, you know, the Oladipo injury, and especially Kendrick Nunn coming in from a spot where he was literally out of the rotation after playing pretty well uh, leading up to it, even though he had that stretch right before Oladipo got here where he was starting to tread in the wrong direction. But just coming right back out, taking advantage of a team that, frankly, is not good at, on defense and just kind of fin filling in all the gaps like he's supposed to. I think Kendrick looked really, really good tonight and just kind of did everything he was supposed to. He wasn't trying to do too much as a ball handler, as a shot taker. 
uh, and you know, as a cutter, as a spacer, he's still good. And all of this stuff is just kind of about uh, IQ. And honestly, him, Tyler, Duncan, all of them, I thought filled in exactly what you want from them. They all had great games. Okay, hold on. Can we just acknowledge the master class that was put on by Jimmy Butler tonight on defense? Like to start the game for me, uh, I don't know, Dame look hobbled, but, but I didn't necessarily know Dame was hobbled going in. So to me, to see Jimmy kind of start out and, and he was roaming a bit, but he ended up on Dame on quite a few possessions and he kind of, as I said, erased him. Uh, and then, uh, Dame goes to the bench and then he kind of just swallows up CJ and that's done. Like it, it's, it was a really in like the way he was getting steals, anticipating playing really aggressive. Um, it was a, a great game by Jimmy Butler. And I thought Spo was, uh, was going to pull the starters a lot earlier than he mm. did. And he rode them all the way till a, what, like a minute left in the game. Uh, so that kind of shows that uh, with a couple days off that, that this team, this team was chomping at the bit and you, you just, you can't say enough about this performance as they start this road trip. Look, and honestly, you, you, you talked about Jimmy and the defensive masterclass he put on. And to me, like he really is like the one leading the way here. Right. And that's, that's an obvious thing that's been the case since he got here, but just tonight was a night where he dominated from start to finish. And it wasn't even a scoring thing. Like, their defense, and it just kept getting better and better as the game went on. You, you saw they got a little – they got a spark there in the second quarter after that, that awkward start in the beginning where they couldn't make anything on offense. And just the defense, right, like it's dominating. It's dominating. They're playing defense first. They're playing into that identity that we've talked about for a, a few weeks now since they made those trades and that they've talked about on several media calls. They know that it's their identity. And they're, you know, forcing turnovers and, and getting into rhythm, like Ethan's talked about a couple of times, just from, you know, forcing other teams into turnovers and making them get uncomfortable. And they've thrown out several different coverages, did it again tonight. They were trapping a lot uh, on Dame. Sometimes you saw Jimmy on Dame, like Leif was talking about. They, they zoned a couple of times, I believe, tonight as well. And every single time, it's just like the Blazers are scrambling over and over and over again. And even big body juice of Nurkic, like getting in a mismatch every time down there was not a problem for them tonight. They just executed perfectly and it led them into getting into rhythm on off. Well, you mentioned the turnovers, 17 to seven on the game. The Heat didn't have a turnover in the first half. I, I don't Remarkable know. on the road too. Has, has that ever happened? I don't, I mean, without, without a true point guard too. I mean, I, you know, we could talk about Dragic or none or Jimmy or whatever, but I mean, they don't have a traditional point. That's kind of incredible. But before we get off the Jimmy subject, uh, one little anecdote about this, I was told this before the last time that he played the Blazers, Jimmy likes CJ McCollum a lot personally, but he has a vendetta against him because the Minnesota, uh, one of their TV broadcasters, I don't know if it's the play-by-play guy or the analyst, basically said at one point that CJ was better than Jimmy. And this has been something that has stuck in Jimmy's head now for four years, I think, uh, which tells you everything. At basketball? At basketball, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is stuck in Jimmy's head now for basically four years, um, my understanding. And so every time that he faces CJ, it's nothing personal, but he's going to completely erase him from relevance. Uh, And that's pretty much what happened tonight. I mean, you mentioned, again, the box score only doesn't really do totally do it justice. And Jimmy, and Jimmy was just a plus two actually, but 
I mean, the efficiency, you know, he's now shooting over 50% in pretty much every game. Um, and he had the six free throws tonight. He, had, he was one of two from three. But again, not just the 20 points, the four rebounds, the five assists, but the four steals and the two blocks. Uh, and, and this was actually a high turnover game for Jimmy with three. It is remarkable. I, I want to pivot, though, to Tyler Hero. Um, because Ethan, one last thing on Jimmy really quick. There was... <laughs> they were too small. They were way too small. And I saw it when they lined up there tonight. I'm like, wow, Jimmy is going to feast tonight. None of those guys can check him. Like, usually he has to call for the screen to get the small guy on him. And they're just on him pretty much every time. And even when they had Derrick Jones Jr. on him, he was getting to the cup, man. And he was getting to all his spots. Jimmy was just, I mean, he had one of his best Jimmy games tonight. Well, and look, he knows what he can do against DJ and what he can't. But I, I want to pivot here to Hero. And here's why. Um, we talk about, and I know Greg, you talked about, you know, maybe they should start him. I, I felt he should still stay off the bench. I, I think with Dragic's inability to turn the corner right now, and, and Goran was three of eight, he was a plus 11 tonight, but there was one sequence in there where Goran had Carmelo on him and he couldn't get by him. And then he kind of yeah, had we- a step back and he didn't take that either. And he kind of meekly passed it off. And, and to me at this point, like you need Tyler off the bench because he is, in a lot of ways, what Goron was for them last year. And I thought this was pretty much a perfect Tyler Hero game. Like, not the 37 that he had in the postseason or whatever, but he had bounced to himself. And there was there were two rebounds, but one in particular that he just snatched, you know, sort of going to the other side of the rim. When he has that kind of energy, this team plays different. Um, Six of 11, 14 points, seven rebounds, three assists, two steals, and just one turnover with no fouls. I I just, this was a really, really good Tyler Hero game, Greg. Yeah, and especially against uh, good guards. I mean, everybody would look at this game and say, oh, no, this is where they're going to hunt Tyler Hero. And and then you see Hero is doing like those, that he had a layup towards the end of the game where he kind of scooped it up and it fell and those are the nights when he's getting those teardrops to fall and he's feeling himself like that. The, the team, oddly, even though he's a younger player, for some reason, they feed off of that. Like that, his, uh, I, I, for lack of a better term, swagger. And um, I was looking at just, because as we were watching the game and you saw the Heat kind of capitalize on, on the 50-50 balls and they just had more energy. I was looking up all these guys uh, field goal percentage of, off two days rest. And I know that it's probably cliche and, and you would expect guys to shoot better, but Jimmy shoots 57% on two days rest. Uh, Tyler, 49%. Uh, so th- these guys were coming into this game uh, and, and they were sharp. And uh, it was just, it, it's nice to see Tyler f- filling out this role. And even though he acknowledges he'd rather be a starter, he's showing that he can flourish in a role that, you know, like the team needs more than maybe he would want. Uh, Alex, I want to pivot to some rotation stuff here. And then I, after the break, we'll get into Oladipo. Uh, a couple of things. Uh, Precious ahead of Bielitsa tonight. No, no Bielitsa at all. Um, you know, we saw both Ariza and Iguodala pretty much split the 48 minutes, uh, 23 for Ariza. 25 for Iguodala, not, not particularly surprising there. No Deadman yet, uh, but what what do you make? Uh, and I think we all kind of, well, again, there were, Greg hedged on a little bit. I, I, I don't think the nun starting thing and playing 32 minutes was all that surprising. What do you make of Precious, who played pretty well again tonight, I thought, uh, playing ahead of Bielitsa in this game? So 
So I believe this is the second game in a row that it's been this case, right? Where it's precious as the backup five and and no B elite minutes at all. I mean, obviously you have no idea why that's the case other than just the, you know, the physical limitations that Bielitsa has right now to be generous. I'm sure that has to do with, you know, just wanting him to get in basketball shape. Same thing with, with Deadman, because I thought tonight would have been a nice game to trot out Deadman versus some of their rebounding size and their big bodies. But uh, understanding that they still want to get some more uh, time behind the scenes with those guys first. But honestly, precious to me, like just – there's still a lot of lapses. It's looking better than it did before he was benched for that uh, point there when Bielitsa was playing back up five. Like, I don't think he, he looks as much of a disaster as he did for those last couple of games there. Uh, like, the thing with him, man, it's just so weird when he, when he actually catches the ball down low. I wonder if this has something to do with the way that he was playing as a prospect where he wasn't necessarily a pick-and-roll center always. He just mm-hmm. looks so awkward, like, off the catch on a pick-and-roll. Like, he can screen really well, even though he's – obviously a rookie and, and hasn't grown into his body yet and dive to the rim really well. But once he actually has to catch and finish, it's so tough. And I know he's not big. He's not that tall. Uh, so he has to grow into his body a little bit, but he is awkward with his hands there. And a lot of times if he misses, tries to get his own rebound and puts it back up without really looking for the pass. Other than that, like in a half court set, I'm pretty, I feel pretty good about what he's doing on both ends of the floor. He's getting a little better. Yeah. Well, so it, it does seem though, Spolster wants to play nine. Like I, I think that's, yeah. What we've learned, he wants to play nine. It'll be some guys one night, some guys another night. Uh, But but he he doesn't really want to go past past nine players. And and I think we've seen too, even without Oladipo, you know, that Gabe Vincent's gonna have a hard time getting getting any kind of regular minutes here because you know most nights if none's okay, then they're gonna stay with none. All right, we're gonna get into the Oladipo situation briefly here, kind of repeat for those who didn't hear. We talked about on other platforms today. Before we do, though, got to check out manscaped.com. That's right. Use that code 5RSN, 5RSN. Use the code to get 20% off. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. It's not just the shavers, too. It's also the cologne. So make sure that you check that out. Um, got some of them being delivered to some of our guys here pretty soon. So they'll, I'm sure they'll post. Well, hopefully one will post videos, but check out the perfect package 3.0 with all the essentials for your below the waist grooming needs, but also check out that cologne, your balls and body. Well, thank you. If I'm going to say that you got to go sign up manscape.com 20% off and free shipping with code five. That's the number five R S N for Reasons Sports Network. All right, let's get to it. Oladipo update. Talked about this. Uh, well, first tweeted it out this morning. Did get confirmation from multiple sources that he was going for additional opinions. I think most people could have assumed that because the Heat did say that they were gathering additional information. Often that means going to see other specialists. That is something he can do according to his contract. Greg and I have been making the point all day. We did it again on Before Floor that this is with the Heat's blessing. This is not... Uh, a situation where, you know, it's like the Justice Winslow or Chris Bosch situations or maybe Dion Waiters where there was uh, some question back and forth. They're on the same page here. Um, our understanding, again, is that both sides would like to find a way for him to play again this season, but there's a certain amount of caution, you know, that the Heat are going to take caution for a lot of different reasons. Oladipo has to take some caution because obviously he's a free agent at the end of the season. The one thing we can say is that in terms of the MRI, of course, this is the same leg as he hurt the quad previous, which he came in here. Uh, we knew that that could be a problem. It's over two years. He even 
talked on a call the other night about how his strength deficit in that one as opposed to the other. And then, of course, he injured it again the other night. But the one point we want to make is our understanding is that the MRI did not show like an ACL tear or an MCL tear or some of the things that have been speculated out there on Twitter, that this is essentially uh, related in most ways to the old injury. Um, and again, they're getting additional information here while the team is on the West Coast to see when he can play again. Um, and here's the thing, Greg, it's just like on Twitter, even you tweet anything and like, the, you know, even just saying they don't know and still it's, oh, he's out for the season or I got another one. He'll be back in two weeks. Like, I, I don't understand like fans. I, they want us to play doctor. The, <laughs> the doctors don't even know right now. No, I know. And part of this, like the heat fan base in particular is jaded because of all of the uh, misdirection related to injury reports and stuff like that. And that's Trauma. been a, it's a Riley special, you know what I mean? And he's, he's done that. And, um, and I think chuckled at the media because of it um, for, for decades. So, but, so there's like, there's just elements of that in play that I think there's PTSD with heat fans about that. But truthfully with this one, like everyone I talk to in good conscience, like really says that um, this is a, a completely unknown scenario and he could be back relatively quickly. And when I say relatively, I mean like, you know, not on this road trip, but um, it could be a situation where you see him back, uh, you know, for the playoffs or something like that, or maybe, uh, you know, he, it takes more time than that. And I just think that that unknown factor is usually something that we would chalk up to them being elusive. And this, that is not the case in this particular scenario. Well, and the other part of this is that, you know, because everybody wanted quick answers you know, you had Bam, you know, saying that he seemed fine. Right. And so that, that I think got heat fans hopes up. But there is, I can tell you this for sure. There's discomfort. Like he's not comfortable right now. And so, you know, the fact that a guy can be right. I mean, I'll just tell you. And again, when I tore my ACL, okay. And I'm, you know, I'm not even a weekend athlete. When I tore my ACL, when I was 20 years old, I walked off the court, <laughs> you know, <Wow>. I mean, <laughs> at, 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 you know, I mean, I walked off the court. We were playing a game of 21 at, at Woodlands Park in Boca Raton with a couple of friends. And I literally walked off the court and I actually tried to play a little bit afterwards and thought I was fine. And then overnight, okay, I couldn't move. I couldn't move out culture, of bed. Culture. Right? And is this your Riley story? Culture, culture. Like the Pat Riley where he like had his teeth knocked out and he just spit them out and threw them on the side of the <laughs> right, exactly. the, side you know, that, of the court and kept me. playing. I think it was in Kentucky. Yeah. This is your moment like yeah, that? that was me. <laughs> Except I was too much of a wuss to actually have repair the ACL and I didn't want to take at that point because you were going back to 1991, okay? I didn't want to take like a tired college term off because I was going back for my sophomore year. Could have the intramural so season. Want... So you and you yeah, and right, that's right. I got injured the same year. By softball season, I didn't want to take that whole time off. But, but literally, because at that point it was like a six to eight month rehab, so I didn't want to take it off. Okay, and so I just never got the thing repaired. And then ultimately, a few years later, you know, I'm on a, a cruise ship, and Joey Porter, remember the old Dolphin and Steeler, they're playing basketball, and I'm like, you know what? I can play for a couple minutes. What the hell? And literally the first time they checked me the ball, my knee crumpled. I tore all the cartilage in it. And Joey oh Porter, this is before he joined the Dolphins, stood over me saying, you freaking P word, get the bleep up. 
Oh and my, I, my cartilage was shredded in half. And I ended up basically, I had to spend the last two nights of a cruise ship. Imagine the pain there. Cruise ship bouncing up and down. It was not a carnival, by the way. Sorry, Mickey. It was not a carnival. It was a Royal Caribbean. I was, okay, that's how You're I You're brave for retelling this story. This is great. I had to taxi home. I had to taxi home with my girlfriend at the time because uh, there were no Ubers. We're not at that stage yet. This was like, you know, whatever, many, many years ago. And uh, and so I just left my car at the port. That, okay, that was my knee experience. I didn't have, I don't know why I just told all that, but I didn't have uh, I, like a lot of pain the first night, okay? I didn't. And so this idea that, well, Oladipo was cool in the locker room, like that doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything. I don't know why I just told him oh, that. Any, anyway, you know what? Let's just post this damn thing. Uh, the point is, I still have a bad knee uh, that I never really fixed. And uh, Oladipo will get his stuff fixed eventually, but we'll see exactly what uh, his status is going forward. But we don't, we don't know for sure because they don't know for sure. That's the deal here. They don't know for sure. Okay? And they're working together. Like It should be abundantly clear yeah. that the team and the player are... Um, like in concert with this stuff. Exactly. So now in a few weeks, who knows? Because sometimes these things, you know, if you have different, if you have a lot of people around a player, which this player does, by the way, this player does, there isn't a quote unquote, there is a little bit of an entourage around this particular player. Things get a little bit more complicated, but for right now, from what I've heard, they're on the same page. All right. That's it for tonight. Uh, check out our sponsors, manscaped. I've revealed way too much about myself tonight. Manscaped.com. Use the code. It's late five RSN for 20% off best ever BST and sign up for prize picks. Damn it. Use the code five. Get your bonus. Have a good night. Six out of seven. Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.